Support for This is an Experiment is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you. That is 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EXPERIMENT at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. The artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artists themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment. Today's guest hails from New Jersey and has since made his way out to Los Angeles, California. He has not only finished in Iron Man, he has not only started a successful music podcast, but he has recently become the VP of marketing for Epic Records. Please welcome today's guest, Dylan Brewer. But wait, not only is Dylan here, but we have a special guest. He hails from Cleveland, Ohio. He's a producer, he's a piano player, and a damn good guy. Please welcome Jerry. What's up? Welcome, welcome. How's it going? What up, man? Thank you guys for coming. I'm glad Thanks. we can make this happen. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so if you guys don't mind real fast, just give a little kind of synopsis on who you are, what you do in the industry. And uh, yeah. Dylan Brewer, Sticks of South Jersey. Um, sort of uh, found my way into this, this music scene, LA. I was living in New York for a while. I think the, the thing I look back on is, I sort of came out of a place where not many people left, you know, that place. Absolutely. Um, and so for that, I'm super grateful. Um, and the, the journey is, is a detailed one, you know, but, but um, I've sort of came from a place and was raised in a way that didn't really see this as a thing, you know? Mm. Um, and I'm lucky and grateful to have made it a thing and like, exploring new things in that sort of with that mindset every day you know Absolutely. what i mean um but i think there was a few other questions that were part that were part of that what was your start yeah i know you're a phenomenal drummer is that how you kind of got into the industry that was how i started uh getting into music for sure i mean you know the classic uh dad uncles playing music around the houses and stuff during parties and that got me acclimated but yeah playing drums at an early age listening to music that was like very drum, like rhythm, rhythm, percussion focused, I think opened my ears to some stuff that maybe other friend groups weren't listening to. Um, and that interest ultimately catapulted a bunch of stuff, right? Getting into college, doing college radio, starting a record label in college, just like trying to find a way and a voice and a thing. And in that experimentation of college, I found things I was more passionate about, I think under the umbrella of music, you know, what were voids in the world of music that you wanted to see changed or you loved or whatever. And that all sort of sparked ultimately my first gig out of college, which was at Google doing music partnerships. Crazy. Um, and then from there, it was like sort of like a, you know, Not I was living in New gig. York. It was the greatest first gig I think anyone could have really, you know. Um, 
because we were young, I was young and we I had this opportunity to sort of like roll and do really unique things with this new platform. Um, it was Google Hangouts at the time. Oh, wow. Remember Google Hangouts was like, uh, it was like Uvu and Skype were like the two ones. It was before IG Live and before Instagram Live and before like Meerkat. I'm like dating myself, like Meerkat and like those companies blew up at South by yeah. in like 2013, 2014. And I got to run and do these like artist to fan experiences on Google Hangouts from a tech company when at the time I thought I was working in the music industry when totally. really I was just working in music in the tech at a tech company. Yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a huge like awakening moment when I left that culturally because they were 10 years ahead and the music industry is like 10 years behind, you know? Um, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. I love it. I mean, what a fucking crazy first job. Yeah. It's crazy. And how about you? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> no, I got my start in the music industry really just honestly just in music. Honestly, just as a young age. Um, started playing piano when I was like three years old. Started off as a classical musician. Um, was the nerdy kid that would practice, you know, four or five hours a day, you know, at the piano all the time. Uh, you know, ended up playing at Carnegie Hall before I was like 13. Wow. Um, you know, I really fell in love with just like classical music. Uh, just playing with professional orchestras um, all throughout Ohio, uh, other places in the world, throughout the country. Uh, yeah, like, but eventually I kind of just fell in love with, you know, art and making music, music production. Uh, I was like 15, 16, like everybody's starting a music production. I had a cracked version of FL Studio, <laughs> locked in on it, went crazy, um, was putting my beats on the internet, on uh, like hip-hop music forums. I'd make friends that way. Ended up meeting some kid from London, uh, my who's now a dear friend of mine, Comey. Uh, he ended up uh, being a dear collaborator of mine. Uh, we worked together tirelessly for like, five, four, four or five years every day, just like making beats with each other. Fast forward four or five years later, he produces one of the biggest hits in the world, La 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 for Sam Smith oh, shit. with Naughty Boy and, you know, sort of changes his life. Uh, and just through that uh, and those experiences, you know, just producing with him as a sort of like as a producer duo at the time, uh, you know, let me to do sessions with a bunch of artists here in LA and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, fast forward a little bit farther than that. Uh, I moved out here to LA, uh, linked up with a dear friend of mine who is an engineer for Esther Dean, uh, my boy, Adam Corvus Meyer, uh, you know, we were making tracks for her, you know, some demo tracks here and there for whenever she'd ask one thing led to another made something crazy for Tanache at the time. Uh, yeah. After that, we just kind of decided, yeah, let's be an official production duo called Cut and Dry. Uh, now we're doing a bunch of crazy cool projects. Uh, just recently, uh, I was in Atlanta for the past six months producing for uh, an artist named Young Blue. Uh, executive produced his next coming album coming out soon. Congrats. Yeah, excited about that. Uh, but yeah, one thing led to another. Uh, that's how I am to where I am 
where I'm at today. Love so it. I met this guy uh, sir, through an old, old former roommate who worked uh, and works with my with my friend Adam. Uh, we brought you into the into the Irish squad. Yeah, it's the Irish squad. I love it. Yeah, so I'm a, so this podcast as a whole is really my goal is to create a, a place where people who want to get into this industry, people who are in this industry, mm-hmm. and people who are in this industry can find this common ground of getting to hear other people's stories, how they started, how they got into this, and find some sort of solace in their journey and the the guidebook for the music industry. And with that is also the fact that I don't want anybody to take anything anybody says here for verbatim and understand seeing everybody have their own journey, their own story, just proves enough that there's no one way to do this. You got into it by fucking working at Google and now you're in a position where you can, you can definitely change people's lives with what you do. And it sounds like both of you have this common ground of building a community around you of people that can help further your career, help teach you, help get you better at what you do and also help find the path that suits you the most. I feel like everybody grows up and they want to be a rock star. And then you come out here and you realize what the life of a rock star is. And it's, it's not the same thing as, as, as the stories you were told. Was there a point in either of your lives where you kind of made that switch and realized how, how much more useful and important to your life the music business side could be for you or the production side for you? A hundred percent. I know exactly the moment. And I reference it a lot. Like when I get this question, when I talk to young, you know, like kids or whatever, trying to be in the industry, the beautiful thing about this industry is that you, your product is people and, and they're the most vulnerable product in the world. And so it, in my position, working in marketing, product management, being someone who has, who gets to work with artists every single day and talk to them and all that, there is, there's a, side of like humanity that you wouldn't see in any other industry, right? Like mm. there's psychology, there's therapy. If you really care, right? Mm. In my role, one, I I was passionate about that and I cared and I wanted to do cool shit with artists, but my role also called for it. And so, you know, when I tapped into that side of this business of the chess game, you know, the, the, the Rick Rubin, the, the, the produce, I mean, what producers do, the, the vibe, the creating, the reading, the understanding where someone's head can be at, you know, but doing it from an angle that's not the producer, that's a marketer, or that's a therapist, or that's a friend, or it does get that serious, you know, and, and I think some people, everyone has a different perspective who work in the industry, like artists aren't your friends, did it, you know, that, there's that whole dynamic. I I typically lean on like the blend and gray area mm. because we are as close to the sun as we can be, but we're not the ones making the art. We a lot of us would want to make the art, you know. So if we want to be close, why would we put arm's length away from that feeling? You know, mm-hmm. there's passion in it, and some people are more. You know, it's like there's different roles and and type you know types of folks, but to me. I would learn things about how to speak with artists and how to read scenarios and that sensibility with people in that vulnerable state that I've then taken 
into my life. It changed how the way I spoke to my mom. It changed the way how I speak to my sister. It changed the way how I interact with my friends. You know, the empathy exponentially grows when you work with super vulnerable people or you engage with vulnerable people. Absolutely. No other industry does that. Even in film, you have people acting like someone else, right? These people are wearing their hearts on their sleeves like every single day. And obviously there's different artists, you know, who uh, who provide that sort of vulnerability more than others. And there's yeah. performers and entertainers, which are different types of, you know, whatever. But um, that was the turnkey moment where it was like really personable, like uh, personal for me when I was like, oh, I'm going to keep tapping into this. You know, I'm going to keep exploring this interesting depth and building on that empathy is going to make me like the most self-aware person, you know, Absolutely. in my own world. You know, Trust me, I live for the experiment, but there is one place in my life that I don't want to be an experiment. And that's when trimming my balls. Luckily, the Performance 4.0 package is here. Inside this package, you will find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a new travel bag to hold all of your new favorite things. I needed the Lawnmower 4.0 so much more than I ever realized. This thing has a ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, all thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology, a flashlight so I can actually see where I'm trimming. And not only that, but this thing's waterproof, so I can trim just about anywhere. I love this thing, and I love the whole 4.0 package from the lawnmower, the weed whacker, the crop preserver, the crop reviver, and all the free gifts they threw in. Trust me, fellas, your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code EXPERIMENT at manscaped.com. Com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code experiment at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And just kind of while we're on that with you real fast, one of the things that kind of going back through your pictures on Instagram and also talking to Danny and, and Mickey. Um, Danny Scheinman is the best, by the way. Danny Scheinman. Anybody who watches this podcast knows who Danny Scheinman is. He's off camera. He's off camera, but he's here in spirit. Support. He's, he's actually right next to me, to be honest with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's up, Danny? So he's the best. Your career clearly <laughs> takes a certain amount of mental endurance. Before you got into this side of the career, do you think you could have done an Ironman? Or do you think being able to have the mental capacity to kind of be the the most level-headed one in the room sometimes also helped you grow as a person who can, you know, yeah. do a fucking Iron Man. It's a cool question. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't think I don't think so. I think there was something that was that started earlier in my life that caused me to have that desire to do something like that. I don't think it was later on in my exposure to working in music that was like, oh, I have this new endurance to do it. Hmm. Most times you find like that's like an innate thing and then it just happened to be when I was 30, I did it, you know. Um, also, it was COVID and I like I'd had a span of like running some marathons and like I liked running. It was like a thing and I it was just more of like a goal thing. And there was a there, there's moments in my life where there's voids and I need a something to, to work towards or something, you know, some sort of like um window of time some sort of like you know it's like so so the iron man thing was just like kind of like a quick go i was just like 
it was think of COVID and it was like, what could I train for now that's 10 months ahead? And I liked achieving shit like that, but I liked, I think there was something more innate when I was younger, you know, that I think probably caused that mindset. I mean, it definitely makes so much sense on what you do as well, because may, maybe, you know, chicken before the egg, what comes first, but what you're doing and part of your job or what I can imagine your job is, is mm-hmm. to go into a room with people like you were saying that are, have, have wear their, their emotions on their sleeves. And a lot of the people in this industry are the people who, until they're famous, are the weird ones in the back of the room. They're the people who are doing their own thing. And yeah. you have to go in and, and allow them this level-headed groundedness that allows them to feel comfortable, but mm-hmm. also get shit done and 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 to yeah. help them further their career in a way that's not just the artistic side. And you need some sort of yeah. I don't even know what it is. I'll mention this. I think there's a when I entered, I was super. It was like you can you see the world, like the opportunity in the world and the vision and everything. If you're young and you have that, you know, like you want to come in and. I'm not working to be good at my job. I'm working to do something cool, different, unique, whatever. It's like I wanted to be there from the beginning to push the idea of how music was experienced in whatever way. Like, And what I learned more of was not taking it personally, not getting too emotional. Like, Because I, I think me playing and not understanding the language – you know, you're deeply rooted in a little bit more, not to say other people aren't or whatever, but I had to, I learned more of like, not take, not being so emotional about it, not being the artist when the artist is in the room, you know, I'm Absolutely. like, who? What, what's my role here again? You know, it's like, and I had that and I was like, and it was part of my personality, you know, and I still, I don't change, but I, it's just like a, an emotional management sort of thing. I mean, you have to learn how to not be the runner while you're swimming. You have to learn how to not be the biker while you're while you're running. Yeah, those that's a that's a physical but also a mental change that you're doing in real time. Mm-hmm. And clearly, there's some sort of mental resilience that that maybe some people are born with. Maybe you learn through trial and error and tribulation and and yeah. whatever your journey is. But I mean, the fact that that all these things have such common like root causes, root root. They, they come from a similar place. Yeah. It's super interesting. And I, th- I think it shows people like if you are somebody who's able to be that level-headed one in the room, but also be able to grasp onto the creative and the business side, mm-hmm. maybe what you're doing is a great, a great thing for people to strive for. Yeah. Who have a similar, you know, sim- they, yeah. their cogs move the same way. It's always a balancing act, right? It's like, you're always going to have the moment. It's, it's almost like, I don't want to engage in something so creatively, but then that the result at the end of the end of the day is like stress and anxiety and like pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm certainly a victim of putting a lot of pressure on myself. So it's like, it's a practice where it's like, I won't ever lose that. I know it's part of me. I'm going to live on both situations and stuff. Yeah. Because it also too, like you have to have a sheer amount of just insane amount of determination, mm-hmm. insane amount of determination to, to be successful really in anything in life to be honest with you but that that level of determination is really what sets apart a lot of people absolutely from 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 a lot you know i was just talking yesterday i did a a solo one that i do every friday Mm -hmm. part of what i was talking about is what makes somebody who's already hit the threshold of talent makes them Mm -hmm. from good to incredible to great 
And I think part of that is confidence in handling your own emotions when you walk into a room. Because mm -hmm. as a producer, especially, which is kind of how I was talking about it, your job when you walk into the room is to be the common ground. So the artist can go fucking very high and very low, but you have this balancing act allowing yeah, them to come back. You have to back. set the vibe in Absolutely. the room. And that, that goes from as far as knowing the personalities of even the songwriters that you might even want in the room for something specific for what I do, you know, as a producer, mm -hmm. you know, and in some cases too, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's actually super beneficial to have, 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 you know, a guy that like Dylan in the room, you know, as, as a creative, because, you know, they'll have a perspective on maybe a song that's happening in the room that nobody else had really even thought of, like a spark a crazier creative idea, you mm. know, if, you know, I, I feel like honestly, as a producer, that, that is like how you create magic within a song. Like Dylan, like Dylan had even to pick it back what he off of what he was saying earlier. You know, you're producing, you're producing people. You know, you're producing, uh, you know, moments in people's lives. Yeah. You know, I think for me personally to tag on the original question of Please. like, you know, what got us into our you know respective fields is for me it was personally just being able to create moments for people listening to the music that i'd be playing at the piano mm. you know hearing people say oh you know when you played that i thought about the time i was you know dancing with my dancing with my niece or something like that or when they hear a song or a beat that i made oh you know this reminded me of this one time blah blah you know um usually how it sparks a song absolutely <laughs> you know, depending on who you're with but you know you have to understand i think after you get to a certain level of skill how to create moments for the people that are in the room hmm. and that's how you create you know the greatest moments in in a song or you know of a day you know i feel like part of being in this industry is is being able to go to such such extreme emotions and be aware of when you're at at those places so you can use them to your to your advantage so you can you can create art so you can help people become level-headed to to further their art so you mm -hmm. can do something that that you you can go beyond just just the creative side as far as as making music but you can go to the side of being creative in the in the business and i think that's a big part of this too is everybody's hears the word business and they run Yeah. when really in this industry, it's not like others. Like, like you were saying, like this business, no matter what part of it you're in, you have to be some sort of creative and you also have to know when, when to do your job in the room. Well, you have to know how to be able to creatively deal with people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think, you know, having that skill set on the business side is incredibly important because, um, you know, having the lingo, having the, the knowledge, you know, these are tools, how you use those tools in dealing with the people that you're, that you're dealing with is, is how you get to creative results, you know, once in a lifetime moments. I'm sure Dylan definitely has, has some, yeah. Has some thoughts on you that. know, I feel like just you talking about that makes me think like you can run into a person on the street doing or saying something or mm -hmm. acting a kind of way mm -hmm. and you'll have a reaction and then you put that per and maybe that person happened to just be an artist and then you put them in the studio and you have a session with that person in the studio and they're acting the same way. Yeah. The context is you kind of look at it and go, 
it, you you change your mind. It's more of like an. It, it's where the full empathy comes in. It's like mm -hmm. I'm kind of just like a. I'm kind of just like looking at what's going on. It's just like it's where if, as if you were in your day to day life, you may be you may judge someone or you may look at them or you may walk right by. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that sometimes it'll click in my head like in real time, where I could be like sitting and like maybe like in my own head thinking about like this person's off their sh you know what I mean yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but then I'm like. I try to prioritize just like the the moment of fun I can have if I'm just seeing there's a this is a character like this is a like you know what I mean it's it's all the, the perspective of going in so it's like that change of context is always an interesting thing that sometimes I'll I'll tap when mm -hmm. I like meet artists or do whatever even if it's like the classic like stereotypical like hey man I make music you know given the CD shit yeah. I'm like some of these people there's you know you immediately reside to like this person's probably a very interesting complex person instead of this is another motherfucker trying to right. sell trying me to shit sell you know what i mean stuff, right. it's just like you try to see past all of that immediately and see like you know whatever the human empathy bullshit but. it's like real-time human analysis but not just analyzing somebody it's analyzing them and then stopping and, and using that information to to not judge but but just go based off the situation that you're in. And sometimes you're going to be in weird situations with Facts. weird people. Facts. And sometimes those people bring you the best music. I'll be honest with you. Like, if it's not getting weird, I feel like at some point, you're probably doing it wrong. Because, like, there's a level of, like, there's a level of, like, uncomfort, you know, when things get a little bit weird that I feel like is important for you to experience no matter what you're doing as a creative as, as as on the business whatever whatever i think it's important like for you to feel comfortable with being uncomfortable you know being in those bizarre moments and navigating those moments to, to to get the end result that 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 you see fit at least for me as a producer you know that could be as simple as you know the artist could just be literally screaming in the room about something that had pissed him off earlier in the day. Like, that's an awkward situation. Yeah. Y'all ever been in a room with somebody just yelling? It's 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 like just okay. in general. But it's like accepted. It's almost yeah. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just okay. It's like right? don't take it personally. Like yeah, this is yeah. it's like it's like yeah, it's like yeah, yelling at the dude, like yeah, yeah, yelling at chance, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's moments like that where you're yeah, like, have you seen that video? It's stuff no. like that where you're just like kind of was like recording and like chance is like, I don't know, they just had this like argument but he just gets all fired up and it's like that's what this room is dictating the yeah, room and yeah, the energy yeah. dictates and it, it dictates anyone's personal emotions or, or perspectives on anything and if you can be in a room or cultivate a room like that mm -hmm. that's where you get shit in life and in moments in life that you couldn't get anywhere else right it's like you break that layer of just of, of comfort. I think it happens in like sports too. You know, when when yeah. you're when you're on the field, you know, stuff like that. I Absolutely. think that that teaching mentality of stuff when you're tapped in, it's like everything else goes out. Like you leave it at the door, sort of yeah. situation. You break that wall, that wall of just. You, know. you act different. People who yeah. don't who don't make do music or whatever would see it and be like, "This is insane!" Like it's this guy's weird. acting it's out of line. Crazy. It's more societal. It's like yeah. what you see living life you come in here and it's kind of a free-for-all yeah. it's a wild wild west we kind of drive off those months and because it's like yo i gotta capture this yeah well, turn also, this into something you know? people will listen to the product and love the product but not be able to handle the situation that that made the product and mm -hmm. 
And that's part of this too is like people want crazy music. Where the fuck do you think crazy music comes from? It comes from crazy people doing crazy things and having crazy situations and crazy fucking people. Mm-hmm. And it, it's this is why I love this podcast is because I want people not only to know what they're getting themselves into, but to understand that no situation will be the same. It's just that's not how this this industry works. And you have to be up for part of that. That's part of this. You have to be up for for fucking nuts people and, and crazy situations. Well, I'll tell you this, right? There, there definitely are some there definitely are a couple nuts people out here. But in my experience with a lot of the artists that I've worked with. A lot of them are actually actually pretty regular folk, right? They're just put in the craziest situations mm. from the jump in a lot of in a lot of cases. They're just put in a lot of crazy like there's something going on in their life where they're blessed. Something something just happened in their life. Yeah. Where it's just like they are consistently in the most bizarre situations. You know, I was I was thinking about this the other day, right? Um I was thinking about um about Jeremiah, right? One of his biggest songs that he ever wrote was that was his huge hit. It was like birthday sex, right? He was like what, 19, 18? He was young. A young dude, right? Has a hit song everyone in the, in the country and in the world almost knows who he is, you know what I mean? That's weird. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> just like, yo, you're just hanging out outside cutting your grass somebody's honking their car at you it's like birthday yeah it's that's not normal you know like that's why people are your 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 perspective on life isn't going to be normal no you know i mean you're gonna what you're gonna write from there on out is not going to be normal you know what i mean like people are so quick to the gun to judge people yeah. versus like being able to look back on their situations or just understand that there's probably situations similar to that to where reality and whatever thing you're in become combined and, and you lose track of yeah. what's which. Yeah, you think about that and then you think about like, yo, before that, maybe some of these people have come from like the craziest real life situations. Like, Absolutely. You know, well, then one day having negative money in their bank account and the next day having... Yeah. Having hundreds of thousands, if not millions, you know what I mean? And everyone knows who they are. You know? How this, the mental the mental stuff that kind of comes with that. It's nuts. This it's industry is a weird world. It's weird. But it's, it's so also weird. this is something that we get this is not something that we have to do. This is something that we are blessed to be able to be part of. And and I hope Absolutely. that what you guys have said and and the two different jobs that you guys have can help people kind of find their path in this industry. And that's really my goal with this is I just want people to feel, to feel, I don't, I, not that I don't want you to feel alone because I think there are times when it's important to feel alone and, and find solace in that. But I want people to understand that everybody who's been in this industry has had that, that feeling. You'll have it again, no matter what part you're in, but there are people who are doing it and it will always be different. So just whatever fucking path you're on, keep learning, keep growing, grow your community, grow the people who who love and support you. And and just keep fucking going. It's never going to be the same. You can't look to others for for benchmarks. It just yeah. doesn't work. You know, the common denominator for me, we all have had ramen noodles. Truth. <laughs> I've had them. I still have them. We all have had them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, <laughs> Definitely. Before we yeah. wrap this up, um, I wanted to end this with one question um, for Dylan, which let me grab right here. And this is because we have Danny sitting in the side of the room over there. 
you best, you lived on Danny's couch when you first moved out here, right? Uh, he, or, he, or at his house. Yeah, no, I think it was, you know, it was at a moment of transition in his house where he was doing a lot of remodeling. So it was either a couch or a like a like the the fake looking couch chairs that like fold out <laughs> to like a bed, you know, like the, the little songs, like right? the nan like a kit, you know, like the sixty dollar little kitty couches that like yeah. fold out like they stay on the ground and they're oh, like yeah. four feet long that's what he still sleeps on yeah i know um, um <laughs> so it was something yeah but i did yeah did you have control of the lights good this is good <laughs> uh i did not ever have control of the lights <laughs> well I, thank you guys so much for coming on. This has been a pleasure. I had to pull a little Nardwar moment on that's you. good. Because oh, watching videos of your podcast, that seems to be your thing. Oh, so yeah. you got to pull one on you. That's great. Um, I love that. Thank you guys so much for coming. I, I really appreciate it. We've been, this has been in the works for a minute. So I'm so glad we got to do it. And uh, stood again. Let's do another one. Anytime. All right, we're going to make this happen. And next time, we're going to do a long one, and he's going to drum for you. Oof. You heard it here first. Bad on the drum. Back. Thank you, guys. Bad. I appreciate you. Thank you, guys, for watching. And to everybody listening. My name is Dylan Brewer. My name is Jerry Lang II. And, and this, this is, is an, an experiment. experiment. Yeah, baby. Thank you, guys. Cool, bro. Hell yeah. Experience is the experiment. <laughs>